Welcome to Elder Law Answers, featuring attorney Doreen Seaman from the Seaman Law Offices. The Seaman Law Offices are dedicated to helping families successfully plan, protect, and preserve their future with elder law and estate planning services. Your phone calls are welcome at 296-0041. And now, Elder Law Answers on WAJR. And good Friday morning. It is Elder Law Answers, 104.5 FM, 1440 AM, WHAR. I'm Kyle Wiggs, Doreen Seaman with the Seaman Law Offices, our guest on this Friday. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday and happy summer. Thank you. Yes, gonna get wonderful. Some, yeah, get some more rain. <laughs> get, well, hopefully the rain's done for now and we'll uh, actually enjoy some uh, some summer days the next couple That's of days. Right. All right, what we've done literally the last... Well, all most year. of the year, yep, all year is go over trusts, and we started with the basics, what they are, and then we've taken a show per month to, you know, kind of dig down on each one of the trusts. So go ahead and take a moment and review what we've discussed so far. Okay, so as you said in January, we discussed what trusts are in general. February, we discussed testamentary trust. Those are created by your estate plan and they don't exist till you pass away and your state estate is administered and then we call it a testamentary trust because they're often spun off of your last will and testament um march we talked about revocable living trusts those avoid probate and make it easy for somebody to help you if you have an incapacity or you're unavailable for some reason but once you pass it's very easy for your loved one that you put in charge to take care of your final expenses and divvy up the money or Mm -hmm. assets, however you choose. Um, Then we talked about a testamentary common pot trust. This is common for people who have minor children, and it allows us to say, okay, um, mom and dad died and they still had young children, probably spread out over several years. How can we kind of control that inheritance to share it evenly among the kids until they reach a certain age, and then we divide it up as the mom and dad wanted to. And then finally, um, we talked about irrevocable trusts for asset protection from long-term care. Now, in plain English, we're talking about how can I keep from going broke in a nursing yeah. home, that kind of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, years ago, we talked about irrevocable trust, Kyle. We were worried about an estate tax, a death tax. And less than 1% of us have to pay that kind of tax. So lots of times now when we talk about a trust, it's for other reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. So that brings us to July. And our topic today will be retirement trusts. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've talked about this very much over the months and years. But a retirement trust is what we call a trust that is standing by waiting for you to pass to receive your qualified accounts. Okay, so a qualified account would be an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, um, all of those types of accounts. You can think of them as qualified because they qualify for special tax consideration, meaning that you're, you haven't paid tax on that money when you put it into the account. And that means that someday the money will come out of the account mm-hmm. And whether it's you taking it out or your beneficiary taking it out, somebody is paying the taxes on that thing. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is make sure that we do it in the smartest way possible because we don't want to have this big um, income in one tax year throwing us to a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 401K was established 
what, roughly 15 years ago. It was uh, under President Bush, I believe, and the idea behind it was to encourage people to save for retirement. Take the money out, right out of your check. It'll be accumulating tax-free. So that's was the idea behind the 401K, and Roth IRA was another instrument mm -hmm. to do that. So what you're telling me is you get you accumulate that money tax free, but when it's time to spend it or live on it, that's when the bill comes due. Exactly. And let's say you chose to take it out sooner than they wanted you to. Mm -hmm. um, then they're going to say, "Oh, naughty! You're, you shouldn't have done that." And you also pay a penalty. So the key ages currently. Um, or when you turn 59 and a half, you're allowed to take it out just because you want to without a penalty. But if you take it out before you're 59 and a half, then you're going to not only pay the taxes, but there could be a penalty that you would have to, to also pay because they want you to save it and not take it right. out. That's the okay. whole idea. Right. Um, but then on the other end of the spectrum, they don't want you to die with it. They want you to use it for retirement. So when you turn 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out. Okay. And um, so there are a lot of different terms and acronyms. And, and that's something you can talk to with your CPA right. and your financial advisor um, because th that's not my world. I just can explain how this works in context to your retirement trust. But when you turn 70 and a half, you have to start taking out something. They'll call you and say, hey, you have to start taking your RMD, which is um, your re required distribution, your required minimum distribution. So basically the um, government says, well, you know, you're going to live about this many more years, so you need to take this much out this year. And so every year they're going to look at the balance of your account and tell you how much you have to take out. So you might need that money and be happy to take it. You might take more, and that's mm -hmm. okay. But whatever you take will be taxed. Okay. All right. So you set up the retirement trust that helps you deal with that bill that comes due. Right. So the way it works is it's actually not a trust for you, the owner of the account. It's for your potential beneficiaries. So most of my clients want it for when both spouses pass away, it catches the retirement account benefits for their children, okay? Um, it could uh, be your spouse and then their, your children, but there are some advantages tax-wise and all this that sometimes, unless you have a blended family, meaning you have maybe a second marriage and we have his, hers, and their kids and we're trying to control the inheritance upon the first death to make sure your kids don't get disinherited after you're gone, but for most of my traditional families that aren't blended, what I see them choose to do is um, the the spouse makes their spouse the beneficiary of their account, which is probably how everybody's set up right now, right? But then the alternate or the second beneficiary would be the retirement trust, and it just stands there and waits. So if the parents die and there's still money left in the account, the trust is there to receive it. And it has to be drafted a very special way because we want to treat each child at their individual age. And that's a very key point because if we used a regular trust that didn't have our special words in it, they're going to say, well, which kid's the oldest? We're going to use their age. And that means that oldest child, maybe they're three years, five years, ten years older than the youngest child. Well, now the youngest child 
we don't want him or her to have to take the money out when they're 49 and a half and their big brother's 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. We want each child to be treated as an individual. And so it's a very special wording we use, but it's to protect our kids from being spendthrifts or maybe um, mismanaging the money. And a lot of my clients get really excited when they realize how it works because they realize that their kids don't have a pension and probably never will. They don't have a lot of confidence that there'll be Social Security. And they say, well, this is kind of like a pension. They'll get a certain amount every year for the rest of their life as long as it's not mismanaged by the um, custodian. And it's not truly a pension, but if you think about it, it's kind of works the same way yeah yeah as long as it's not mismanaged then um they essentially would be getting a little chunk of money every year Hmm. so it's pretty cool all right we'll take a break we'll come back and talk about how to get this going how to set it up it is ask the experts elder law answers for this friday morning with the seaman law offices and you can reach doreen and her staff at 304-554-2900 and the website SeamanLawOffices.com, S-E-A-M-O-N, SeamanLawOffices.com. You can reach us right here if you'd like to as well, 296-0041. That's the number to call if you have a question on this or anything of the trust that we've been discussing over the course of the last several months. We'll take a break. We've got more coming up on Ask the Experts after this. Now back to Elder Law Answers, featuring attorney Doreen Seaman from the Seaman Law Offices on WAJR. It is Ask the Experts for this Friday morning. Seaman Law Offices on WAJR. You can uh, reach Doreen and her office, 304-554-2900, or at the website as well. Give us a call here, 296-0041. We've talked trusts all year. We are discussing the retirement trust today and first of all how do you go about getting this started if this is something that is intriguing well it would all start with an appointment with a free consultation to talk about general estate planning Um, we'd want to make sure that it was appropriate for you and your situation so we would go through our normal appointment where we look at your assets try to figure out what your goals are um, it's it's pretty easy. We would draft the trust, and then we would have to um, give you the paperwork to give to your account custodian to change the beneficiary of your account. And the beneficiary of your account would now be the trust. And so it's, it's pretty easy. Um, I think the thing people get most confused on with a retirement trust is they think they're putting their account in a trust now. But it's not. You're not changing anything about your account now. This would all happen once you die. It's on standby to receive the the benefits of the account once you pass away. And and that seems to be a very confusing thing to people. Okay. All right. Now, we discussed this, and obviously it's something that uh, that's on the table, but there are some potential changes uh, that could occur yeah. shortly. Yeah. You know, if you watch the news much, you probably think Congress can't agree on everything or anything, I should say. But apparently there's some bipartisan re- support to change some rules about how our beneficiaries can inherit our retirement accounts, our qualified accounts. And so what they're talking about, and none of this is set in stone yet, okay, so your spouse can still inherit your IRA, and he or she can stretch it out. They don't intend to change those rules. 
but they don't want your kids to have the ability to stretch it out. So non-spouse beneficiaries, they might limit how long they can keep that money in a qualified account. So um, what you want to watch for is the House has a bill called the SECURE Bill. It stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. And the Senate has a version called RESA, and it's the Retirement Enhancement and Savings Act. But each of these bills say um, you can only, the non-spouse beneficiaries can only stretch that account out for five to ten years. So as opposed to the rest of their life, like we were talking about in Mm -hmm. the first segment. So it still make the retirement account still beneficial because five or ten years is better than zero years. But obviously it's not as um, wonderful as decades. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it all comes down to money. They want your tax money. Apparently there's trillions of dollars out there in these accounts. And they want the money now because they'd like to spend it. So they want you, okay, if you pass on and this money goes to a beneficiary other than your spouse. Yes. The government wants you to dip into that almost immediately or sooner rather than later so Mm -hmm. you pay the taxes on it, and Mm -hmm. that goes to the government. Right. And think about it. Let's say you had hundreds of thousands of dollars in your qualified account, and you gave it all to your child or children. That coming in as income within a matter of five to ten years is going to maybe push them to higher tax brackets. So it's not just that they're going to get the money it's going to be taxed, but – it's going to push them into a higher tax bracket as well, most likely, So because they'll have more income that year. So um, so we're going to have to watch and see. But the the issue is that there is bipartisan support. So it's, it's kind of ironic that this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing they all can agree on is they'd like to have more tax your money. money. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's kind of – and then also the whole purpose of having these accounts was to encourage people to save. Right. And now they're saying, well, you have to save, but you can't save what you inherited from somebody else. Okay. So um, so we'll, we'll keep you posted on that, and I'll, I'll keep watching it. And um, I think it was the um, – it did pass in one part. I think it was the, um, the Senate version might have passed, but they'll have to have their joint committees and try to – figure out how they went into this. Well, we may have to update the show. Yes. There may be a new show coming on this topic yes. uh, very, very soon. And and, and all of the um, CPAs and financial planners and um, attorneys that are much smarter than me, they're already trying to figure out, well, what's, what are, what's the next plan? If we can only limit this for five or ten years, what's the next plan? So mm-hmm. um, it's always a planning opportunity, but, uh, you know, it is very disappointing. I, I love the Retirement Trust. I think it's an awesome yeah. tool um, for estate planners, and I always felt that it was a win-win situation. All right. We got one minute left in the show today. Recap what we've talked about. Okay. So for your retirement trusts, there is a unique tool called a re- um, for your retirement accounts. Pardon me. There's a unique tool that allows us to protect your beneficiaries from foolishly cashing it out too quickly. Um, right now, we could stretch it out essentially over their lifetime. Um, in the future, it might be for up to five or ten years. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Very good. And, and next it, next month is pet trusts. Pet trusts. Pet trusts. All yeah. Right. Well, this yeah. Is that sounds new. more fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How long have pet trusts been around? I, I'm not 
sure, but that for a while, yeah, really? yeah, okay. they're 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 actually codified by law that we can have pet trusts. So okay, yeah, all right, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that next yeah. week. I yeah. bet we'll get some calls on that. We might, we people might get some calls. Interested on that. in their pet yeah. trusts? Oh, people are always worried about their pets. Yeah, that's, that's always part of estate planning. That's a that's a true statement. All right, Doreen Seaman with the Seaman Law Offices. She's been our guest on Ask the Experts Elder Law Answers for this Friday and. Uh, You'll be back in a month. In a month. We'll talk to you in August about pet trusts. If you have any questions on anything that we talked about today or um, anything regarding trusts, give Doreen and her staff a call, 304-554-2900. There'll be a, a friendly voice answering that phone. Uh, they will set things in motion for you. If you need a consultation or a setup appointment, give them a call, 304-554-2900, or go to the website, Seaman Law Offices. Dot com. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.